Hello there, friends. Matt Silverman here again with another Encore episode of Two Girls, One Podcast. We have been hard at work booking a lot of very wonderful, fascinating, interesting guests. And December is a busy time, so we're taking another week off to bring you this very special episode about the social network for Santa Clauses, that is Clausnet. Uh, we spoke to Michael about this last year, December 22nd, 2019. Uh, truly one of the most wholesome interviews and communities you could imagine. And we were visited by a very, very special guest in addition to our scheduled guest. And uh, if you haven't heard this one, I implore you to get into the holiday spirit, cozy up by the fire and enjoy. If you have heard this one and you're kind of a Scrooge, uh, feel free to skip, and we will see you next week with something even more exciting. For now, here's our episode 113 of Two Girls, One Podcast. Hope you enjoy. This week on Two Girls, One Podcast, we finally deliver what the fans have demanded. A four-hour recap show about 1994's hit Tim Allen film, the Santa Claus. That's right. It's the cinematic masterpiece Martin Scorsese once called a movie. And now here are your favorite elf labor rights activists, Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen. And I'm Allie. <laughs> and welcome to this very special edition of Two Girls, One Podcast. Let's just get all of the normal stuff out of the way super quickly because today is a very special holiday episode of this podcast that we want to get right to it. So very quickly, Ali and I are performers who performed the internet, used it as our script for many years on stage in a live comedy show called Blogologues. We then made a web series, Two Girls, One Show, where we interviewed people behind the post from the internet that we had you know, been performing on stage all those years. We had scripted adventures and... Last but not least, we've come to our pinnacle Two Girls, One podcast where we are interviewing the people behind the posts and really just looking into phenomena and communities online that we find interesting and hearing more about them. So welcome, everybody. Allie, Matt, how is everyone? And what what's happening today? What are we doing? Well, today we have our holiday special of Two Jews, One Christian. And we will be taking a close look at a unique online community of Santas. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's so, right. As we all know. And I'm yeah. sorry, that's not a sound effect. I literally am playing bells ah, on my Well end. done, Matt. That's just You've real. Oh, Matthew, yeah. you slay. More cowbell, Matt. More cowbell. Um, oh, keep them coming. As we all know, Santa Claus is very busy throughout the year, getting ready for Christmas Eve when he goes around all houses, delivers the gifts. There are all these other people in his network that we're not thinking about. The human people here just, you know, living amongst us who dress like Santa and appear in malls and at parties. And for them, they need an online network, of course. So we are talking today to um, an original member. We'll, we'll find out exactly what his role is in something called ClausNet, which is the largest social network um, and online resource for the Santa Claus community. They are dedicated to the faithful portrayal of Santa Claus for all men and women. So we're super psyched. Uh, he will be on shortly. I think this is just the most delightful topic. And Jen, what about your elf? Do you agree? <laughs> what about? That was a bad pun, but I tried really hard there. <laughs> like your, yourself. <laughs> it took me a yeah, there. me too. Got yeah. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing what I can Keep over here. It's a wholesome Couldn't episode. It. It's going to be tough for me, you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Oh, she's back. The pun Just, master. Uh, th th this episode is will be will be one of our only, if not the only, uh, not explicit uh, episodes. Uh, we're keeping it clean today. Keeping it. We clean. have to because Santa's coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she's on a roll. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to offer that before Elf on a Shelf existed, thinking about Christmas, we had my mom had an elf named Elmer who would come for two weeks every morning, two weeks before Christmas, and leave us like pencils and stickers. But now that oh, Elf, that's fun. yeah, now that Elf on a Shelf exists, so it's like so clear to me that that was to keep us behaving 
well, like leading up to the holiday. Right. A little taste, yeah, right? Little, I mean, it seemed like a treat, but I think it might have been like behavior control, like keep them in line. I don't know. Like, right, yeah, that's right. great. Here's a, yeah. Okay, yeah. you guys. I love that. All right. All right. Cool. Jen, I have some questions for you. Yes. Did you believe in Santa as a kid? Yes. When did you find out that he was not real? We never had a talk about it in my family. I think it was probably in school. I don't really remember. But even now, my mom will still say things like, you know, let me know what you want Santa to bring you this year. She literally yeah, like, like never. 36. Yeah, she never told me he wasn't real. So the spirit is still alive yep. in the Jamula household. So yeah. as a child, your parents would go all out getting you these gifts and you were like, thanks, Santa. Yes. Right. This is a very thankless thing for parents. They would stay up all night wrapping them, you know, sneaking them under the tree. But yeah, I would thank Santa. And Matthew, are are you indoctrinating your children? Do they believe in Santa Claus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Though my very bright uh, six-year-old, who is in the other room watching TV because she's came home sick today, uh, and I need to keep my voice probably a little bit low, but she yeah, is just, she's such an <laughs> She's such an analyzer. So she's like, she does still believe, but she's just, she's just so full of questions and she's <laughs> connecting dots where it's like, well, how does this happen if, if Santa's doing this? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. like my, my wife and I are like full on uh, committed <laughs> mm-hmm. to Did it. Did you so, celebrate Christmas as a kid, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, my last name is Silverman, but I don't, I don't observe any, any religions. I don't consider myself Jewish. So we had secular Christmas. We had Hanukkah, you know, as a peripheral thing. And Growing up was secular Christmas, and and we love Christmas here uh, in our house with our kids. I have a story that's not my own, but I love it. I'm going to share it, which is that I have a friend who's Jewish, and where she grew up, there were like no Jews, so she felt very left out on Christmas. And one day she came home from school really sad because everyone was celebrating Christmas except for her, and her mom said, look, I'm going to tell you a secret, but if I tell you, you can't tell anyone. And my friend was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And she told her you know, Santa's not real. And the way my friend tells the story, she goes, and then I told everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, you can't tell a kid that and not expect it to be like headline news at school the next day. That's a huge responsibility for a little kid. Too big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a kid, I sort of felt left out as an adult. I think Christmas is the best. Do you? Because... Mm -hmm. As an adult Jew, it is the one time of year I don't have to do anything. You couldn't work if you tried. You couldn't run errands if you tried. You have no family obligations. Like literally, it is the truest day off of the year. It's like snow days as a kid. It is the best. I wait for it all year. Wow. So what are you doing on Christmas this year, Allie? Although this year I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's also magical. Which, okay, I bet it's crowded. Like you think, oh, everyone's home with their families. I bet it's going to be a madhouse. I have a good friend from high school. Hey, David. He's coming out with his wife and kid, who I think is Amelia's age. I think she she's six now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope I have that right for when he listens. Anyway, so yeah, he and his wife and his kid are coming out, and on Christmas Day, she's (laughs) fourteen. Well, she's really underdeveloped. Um, so we're yeah, we're going to Disneyland for the day. So I'm I'm excited about doing that with my friend and his wife and kid actually. And I I'm I'm getting pretty excited that like I'm part of the family. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I'm thinking in the morning it might be pretty empty while everyone's under the tree. But then I think all the locals who are like obsessed with Disney and like or have like year passes or something like I bet it's going to be a zoo later on. Yeah, so fun. But we'll see. Well, shout we'll out, see. shout out to my boyfriend Adam, who we talk about a lot on this podcast, because oh he God, actually he him. dresses as Santa Claus for his family every year. So I think he's going to be really excited to hear this episode. So, okay, what is the context? Is it just like I'm just everyone's having fun and I'm just wearing a Santa hat, or is it like I am portraying Santa for the children in the family? Portraying for the children, I you know they have such a big really they have such a big family. I think he just slips out, nobody notices. Apparently they had a Fantastic. yeah they had a family friend oh who God. did it for a long just time. Like, yeah, and then he took that on in the last few years. So it's like he gives gag gifts to the I adults. Learn about him, I love him more. <laughs> yeah, and then you know the little kids really look forward to <laughs> sitting on his lap and he'll bring real presents for them. So yeah, it's Adam. Oh I know you're listening. God. Join Closnet, <laughs> Closnet.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, is it like little kids who really believe and and do they know it's him? Or yeah, what's the what's the premise I here? I'm I, I love this. I don't think they know it's him, but yeah, they're they're little. They're like between <laughs> I probably like three and I, I don't know the oldest one, but there are a bunch of like three and four year olds in the family, so they definitely think it's Santa. We all have our families, and y'all have people in your family who's like the fun, silly one, but like I've never seen or heard of that. That's really special. <laughs> You've never seen or heard of it? <laughs> I've heard like, of like it. <laughs> you, you know, your uncle or your cousin being like, I'm going to be the one to come in and, and play the yeah. role. Like, I, that's yeah, great. Well, you usually told man, is he like wearing a fake beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has the whole outfit, the sack over his shoulder. He's a fake belly, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. Adam, you, <laughs> bet, you better text me. I know. I know. I won't be there, unfortunately, yes. but I'll get some pictures. No, Adam is oh, going to text oh, me Adam. a photo. He and I text. That's true. It's That's okay. true. I didn't know that. It's, it's a separate. It's a, it's a full-on separate relationship. <laughs> I've accepted. Uh, yeah. All right. I have a question for you both as actors, because here's something, you know, when you have kids, then you're, you're, you're uh, encountering the Santa's helpers in various contexts. And so we we love that. And so what I, it doesn't bug me, but I, I'm just curious about it. And I will ask our guest about it today. If I were playing Santa and I have no business playing Santa, but if I were to do it, I would want to go all the way, like get the laugh and the character and the belly and the, like go mm-hmm. nuts, go full method and really ham it up. And what I've observed is the the performers that we encounter with the kids tend to be just like, like, I don't even hear them speak. They're just sitting there and they're lovely people and they're great with the kids and they're like whispering in the ear, but there's no like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, there's none of that. And I'm like, so is our most performers just kind of just, they're just chill and just keeping it low key? Or is it kind of like, if you went all out Santa for like 12 hours a day at the mall, like you would probably like is that what that is probably true right my intuition tells me that these are people who a like to perform somewhat but also are just like out of the goodness of their heart want to make children happy so maybe if maybe if they err more on that side of it they don't feel as comfortable performing um i also think maybe some people just they really look like santa (laughs) we have a friend andrew who played an elf in a delta commercial yeah and he hung out with santa for the day and this guy's like (laughs) Really proud of the fact that he looks like Santa. They like went out on the town and he like drove like some red convertible or something. I was like, I'm Santa. Like it was like kind of a whole thing. Yeah. Is this the Andrew that I've worked with that I that yeah. I know? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, Andrew. That one. That one. I know him. He's a fantastic actor, and I'm picturing him in an elf costume. And uh, and my it goodness, works. it works. <laughs> it works. It's perfect. I know. Yeah. I, know. It does. I just want to call out it that works. there. We love you, Andrew. I don't, I don't know if this is inappropriate for a wholesome show, but I've been noticing some kind of like very good looking Santas in advertisements lately. <laughs> And I've been calling them out every time I see it. But like, keep your eyes peeled. Jewelry stores, like it's like a really like kind of muscly, good looking Santa. Hot Santas. Santas. You know, I like beards. Yeah, keep oh, your yeah, eyes yeah, open yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. All right. It's a trend. All right. Before we get to our guest, I do have some Christmas Santa trivia for you. If you're hey, ready. Yes. Ho ho ho. I mean, I. <laughs> Don't feel that this is an area I will do well in, but let's go. <laughs> All right. Have have hope. Have faith. Uh, the Christmas spirit is with you, despite your background. Thank you. <laughs> uh, did you know that Santa Claus is a canonical superhero in the Marvel comic book universe? No. Like, legit. Wow. I did not know. Across multiple comic book plot lines. You didn't make that up? <laughs> n- no. No, I did not. That's real. And that's not the trivia. Get ready. Get ready. Across multiple comic book plot lines, he has interacted with the X-Men, Spider-Man, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ant-Man, and Deadpool, among many others. His powers, of course, include longevity, teleportation, and shape-shifting, obviously to fit through chimneys, of course. Which of these is a real plot line from a real Marvel comic book featuring Santa Claus as a powerful do-good hero. So one of these is real, and two of these plots I completely made up this morning. A, demoralized by the world's lack of faith and belief, Santa sold his entire toy-making and delivery operation to the terrorist group known as Hydra. He later joins forces with Howard the Duck to fight Hydra and take back Christmas. That's choice A. All right. Process it. Get ready. Here's the next one. Uh B, a scam artist posing as a mall Santa 
relevant to today's conversation. He would ask kids where they lived so that he later he could break into their houses on Christmas and steal their stuff. Spider-Man was looking into this crime, but the real Santa was so angered by this identity theft that he beat Spider-Man to the house and busted the thief and scared the fake Santa into giving up a life of crime. Still a little convoluted, but makes more sense than Howard the Duck. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. C. In December 1943, Hitler kidnapped Santa Claus to lower the morale of the U.S. Santa was later rescued by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Captain America. Wow. Which of these is a real story from Marvel comic books? I love that, like, two of those you made up. Always. Um, I'm narrowing it down to B or C immediately because I don't think that they would portray Santa badly, and Santa is kind of evil in option A, right? Well, you know, he. I, I, he I loses guess his way at, and he comes back, yada, yada. Yeah. He doesn't. He, look, I don't think he sold it to terrorists knowingly. I think Santa was just bummed out that no one believed in Santa. So he's like, I give up. Here you go. Whatever. And then realized later, oh my goodness, oh, these guys so are like bad. Got to fight them. Exactly. One of those. That makes me feel like it could be A, but I'm going (laughs) to stick with it's B or C. Okay. (laughs) Jen, what are you thinking? Yeah, all of them seem wacky, but plausible. I'm going to go with C. Okay. You know what? I was also about to choose C, but once again, Adam told us to diversify. I'm going with B. Okay. Allie goes with uh, Scam Santa breaks into kids' houses and Santa's real Santa saves the day. Jen goes with Hitler kidnaps Santa and is rescued by FDR and Captain America. We will find out the true Marvel plot after this commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled Christmas Cheer. From the only website I rely on to mitigate my raging seasonal affective disorder, Craigslist. For anyone feeling a little low this festive season, I have decided to sell off some of my Christmas cheer. I have had plenty of happy Christmases, so I am happy to have a lousy one this year, if it means someone else will have a good one. I have managed to trap the cheer in a plastic shopping bag, but I'm not sure how long it will stay there, so looking for a quick sale. Happy to negotiate a price. I just want to see the cheer go to a good home. Contact Larry for details. Somebody better get on that. It's in a plastic bag. <laughs> Is it a Ziploc? Does it have a seal? That's I what I need to yeah, you got sound a seal. like it does. I don't know. I'm concerned. <laughs> Reach out to Larry, guys. Someone take this off Larry's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Paid a lot of money for the ad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he wants to... Yeah, for sure. For Move sure. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready to hear about this trivia and get inside yeah, Matt's brain. Marvel. You know, look, here, here's here's my whole thing. And I think I've said it on the podcast before. I'm a big nerd. I'm loving my Star Wars and my Tolkien and my, you know, whatever sci-fi fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. I just find comic books to be so ridiculous and silly. And I don't care for them Whoa. because of this stuff. Yeah, that's surprising. Shots fired. Yeah, shots fired. Exactly. Shots fired. Neither of us are going to rebut that. So. <laughs> <laughs> the question of the day was uh, revolved around the fact that Santa is a hero, perhaps a superhero in the Marvel comic book universe. He is a canonical figure in these stories. I gave you three ridiculous plot lines. One is real and two of them I made up. Your choices were A that Santa got sick of the world not believing in him and sold his entire operation to uh, would-be terrorists. B, uh, a scammer mall Santa snuck into kids' homes and to steal stuff, and Santa, the real Santa, busted him before Spider-Man could. Or C, Hitler kidnapped Santa in 1943. Uh, Jen, you went with Hitler, am I right? That's correct. Okay, uh, it's, a, it's a phrase that I think we can all say. Uh, affirmative once or twice you know, it reminds me of a sketch we did, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> That's a different, different episode. Uh, Allie, you went with B, the the fake Santa. Yeah, in. just to be clear, I went with B because Jen went with C. Yes. And because I love Adam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. All right. 
the correct answer to today's trivia question. In true Christmas spirit and in the spirit of togetherness and brotherhood and sisterhood around the world, the correct answer is that all of these answers are right. All of them are real plot lines in okay. silly Marvel comic books. That was a trick question. You didn't you have all... an option D, all of the above. No, I'm saying you get it right. You win. Woo! Oh, okay. I take it back. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. You win. That's fine. You, you, as long I as we set win, you up for success. Thank you. No matter, you could, no matter what you did, you win. Merry Christmas. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. your gift. That's that spirit of generosity <laughs> the season that's should bring. Well, that's uh, fine. That is the gift. Yeah, all right. A little bit of a letdown. Interesting. <laughs> That was some good trivia. Oh, uh, oh! Do you all oh, hear that? Oh my! Oh, I hear that. Yes. <laughs> so, wow! Oh my gosh! Is that Santa? Santa? Well, I just thought I'd cut in here if that's okay with you. Santa! <laughs> the real Santa? This is the real Santa. We're surprising you, 2G1P listeners. Santa is here. Welcome, Santa. <laughs> well, thank you. It's so so good to be here. This is my first encounter. <laughs> You're very first. Wow! Wow! Yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. I, well, get with it, Goldberg, because this we have we have to give this interview. So, okay, Santa, we won't take too much of your time. We know you're getting ready for Christmas, but um, yes. first of all, we really would just love to know. I've been thinking about this a long time. How do you get around the world in one night? Well, you know, I get this question a lot, you know. You know, first of all, everyone has to understand that I don't visit every house on Christmas. Not everyone oh, celebrates Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually visit homes on three days a year. I don't know if you know that or not. No, I never knew. Some parts of the world, I come on December 6th, which is the Feast of St. Nicholas. That's the feast of my of my celebration. And oh. then in other parts of the world, I visit homes on January 6th, which is Three Kings Day, or it's also known as the Epiphany. So not everyone celebrates Christmas all over the world, and not everyone has homes that are children in the homes where I would bring gifts to. So it's wow. very easy for me to get around the world in one night. That's yeah, that, really, that, that was really surprisingly logical. Me. It is. That's really good. There's a spreadsheet there. Yeah, I think. and I, I've decentered myself. I thought we were at the center of all experiences, but that <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Santa. Um, so, and, and sorry, guys. This is not a question. Just a technical note. Uh, Santa's internet connection at the North Pole super solid. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you Great. if you have gigabit yeah, so up there, Santa. But we, we have high tech elves working night and day. He's got to keep up with the times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Santa, I gotta know, how do you create the nice or naughty list? You you know how my good book works, don't you? No, no. I don't know. No, you see, as long as you're good, your name stays in my good book. But as soon as you're bad, your name magically disappears. Then you have to be twice as good to get back in the book. Oh, See, that's why Matt's been coming for decades now. <laughs> Whoa. Do naughty kids really get coal? No. You said, well, you used to be a long time ago. We used to do that. But, you know, at $65 a short term, coal's a pretty expensive gift these days. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, wait, so what do we have to do to get on the list? And where are, where are me and Jen? Well, did you send me a letter? Oh, oh, I got to send you a letter to get well, on the list. Well, I didn't list. get a letter from you and Jen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Allie, we have to get on that. That's that's yeah. the first step you have to take. Okay. 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 I didn't realize this was a two-way relationship. That makes sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I was included at all, really. So. Uh, <laughs> you got to give a little to get yeah, a little. Yeah. Time. Okay. Okay. That's the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what happens when you're on the naughty list? Because frankly, that list sounds like it might be more fun. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people ask me that, uh, particularly the older ladies. They always ask me if they're on the naughty list. For some reason, everyone wants to be on the naughty list. I'm not exactly sure what that is. But we try to restrict the naughty and nice list just to boys and girls, you know. And I it's see. very hard this time of year to be good. I understand that, especially when we're so close to Christmas and we're close to Christmas vacation and kids and boys and girls get to see all the the decorations around the stores and everything they get very excited and it's very hard to stay on the nice list but as long as they're good to each other and they do kind things those are the things that will keep you on the nice list okay. but we know matt is an adult but can we get him on the naughty list 
Well, I think Matt's already, we have already proven that Matt's been on the naughty list. Yeah, time. Matt's been writing letters to get off the naughty I, list. I, I go, Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I have a campaign going. As yeah. I mentioned, he's been coming and going on that good book list for a long time now. What did, what did he do? What did he do? Well, I, I, do you really want to... Do you really want to publicize that on a Oh, podcast? yeah, I do. I definitely do. I mean, we do. But Matt, are you okay? It's their show. I have oh, no control. Okay. I, I, I might stop recording. I might hit the button. Sanders, Sanders wouldn't wouldn't bring that up on a podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe Twitter. Thank you. Maybe Twitter. Thank you very much. Um, so, so why don't you visit the homes of the Jews? Well, again, did you write me a letter? <laughs> no, I didn't write you a letter. Is that what is that what it comes down to? Like you'll go well, to the know, Jewish house, we just got house, we just got to write letters. Well, you know, one of the best things about being Santa is I get to see people celebrate so many celebrations around the world. There's Hanukkah, of course, and Kwanzaa, and, and Yule, and Winter Solstice, and Saturnella, and so many others. You know, there are many different beliefs that are cultures and all over the world, and that's the most magical thing about this time of year. Wow! And of course, I could bring you a dreidel if you like. Yeah, I'd like a dreidel. <laughs> Although I'd be more interested in a VR headset. Santa, tell the reindeer to cover their ears, but we're curious which reindeer is your favorite. Uh, Comet is, is probably my, my favorite. Because he's oh, fast why? as a comet? Yeah, well, that's pretty good. I have to remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but why? You don't, is, there, is there a reason? <laughs> no, there's no reason. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Simple arbitrary choices, yeah. Santa. All right. All right. Now, Santa, what is the difference between your sleigh and a magic carpet ride? Well, a, a sleigh is not magic. It's the reindeer that pull my sleigh. Ah. Mm. So okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not exactly sense. sure how a magic carpet flies, but I can tell you that a rain, my reindeer pull my sleigh. Mm -hmm. The sleigh itself is not magic. Okay. So both yeah. reindeer and carpets can be magic. <laughs> you, do you know how my reindeer fly? How do they fly? Well, it's a special breed of reindeer. They, they have bones that are very strong. They're hollow like birds. And their hooves are actually cup-like. So they scoop through the air, um, sort of like when you're in the pool and you're swimming. Okay. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, once that. again, totally yeah, logical. Totally yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a strong believer that uh, reindeer and sleigh are the best forms of transportation. You'll never catch me stuck on I-95 in the traffic. Yeah, yeah, we need those <laughs> in New York City. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Do the elves work year-round, and are they unionized? <laughs> I actually just got that question last night, actually. <laughs> about the I'm so concerned about that. <laughs> we celebrate Christmas at the North Pole, too, just like everyone else. So we work very hard right up until Christmas Eve. And then we take a few few weeks off after Christmas, and then we get right back to work. So there's hardly any time to to relax. Uh, we take Again, we take a couple of weeks off right after Christmas. Okay. Okay. That's great. I'm glad that they have a little bit of time off. Well, a little bit. Um, yeah, so we wanted to know, uh, do you always enter the house through the chimney? Why the chimney? And have you ever gotten stuck in a chimney? Well, I got stuck only once, but I was retaining a lot of water weight that night. <laughs> now, a lot of homes don't have chimneys. Boys yeah. and girls ask me all over, all the time, well, Santa, I don't have a chimney. How are you going to get into my my house and the answer to that is very simple i have a set of magic keys that allow me to get into any home or, or break into any store <laughs> yeah have you ever taken anything <laughs> only cookies okay that's not a healthy diet i mean how many cookies are you eating in the night yes you know i've been on a high carb cookie diet for centuries now <laughs> mrs claus would like me to cut back on the cookies yeah it's what? very hard though it's very tempting do you have a favorite cookie? Oh, absolutely. The round ones. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. Um, how do you feel about SantaCon? SantaCon is when like a bunch of 20-somethings get really drunk and run around the city, right? Well, yes, I've heard of SantaCon. Uh, it's very exciting to see a lot of folks dressing up as me as, uh, or in some of my elves. I don't particularly approve of all the drinking, but uh, I think it's a pretty fun thing to do to dress up as Santa. <laughs> well, Santa, our episode today is all about something called Clawsnet. Have you heard of Clawsnet? Well, you know, uh, I have a lot of helpers that help me get through the year. Uh, it's very hard for me to get around to every place where there's a Santa breakfast or there's a story time with Santa, or you even probably have seen one or two Santas at the mall. And I use a lot of 
folks that can help me out. Anyone with a true Christmas spirit in their heart can stand in for me uh, to be a Santa helper. That's wonderful. What? What? What is that? Is he leaving us already? Well, you know, I have to go. But before I go, always remember, very important, remember to love, honor, and cherish your moms, your dads, your family, your friends. Have understanding and care about all children. Respect and have compassion for the elderly. Help those less fortunate than yourselves. And be kind to all animals. And as long as you do those five simple things from your heart, Santa will always keep your name in my good book. You all have a very Merry Christmas, and thanks for having me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Santa. Bye, Santa. See ya. I'll write you a letter. So long. Wow. Oh, that wow. was so cool. That was awesome. Yeah. I've converted. <laughs> <laughs> well, our work here is done. Just kidding. <laughs> it, it's that easy. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, I really hope Santa's going somewhere nice after January 6th and, you know, it just has a couple weeks to lay low. Um, go on mm-hmm. a diet, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not a diet, like a cleanse. Yeah, he should it's definitely do like an all kale situation yeah. after yeah. that cookie binge. Yeah. Maybe go to the Bahamas. But to each their something own. Nice. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. But you know, everybody, we actually we want to get down to business. That was such a pleasant surprise. We hope you loved it. But we have our guest here now. Uh, so we're speaking with the founder of Clausnet and volunteer Santa, Michael Riley. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello. Thanks for being here. We just had Santa on the line. Did you know? Oh, he's amazing. (laughs) Oh, he really is. I really, my whole worldview has changed. (laughs) Um, So, Michael, how would you describe Clausnet in your own words? Uh, Clausnet is an online community, uh, although I I, uh, hesitate to call it an online community because many of us get together. Um, It's a worldwide community that is uh, formed online, I guess is a good way to describe it. Um, It's made up of many different components. There's a series of discussion forums on the site, but then there are also resources um, and areas where folks can download content and exchange information. Um, There are areas where they can uh, sell and exchange uh, accessories and costumes and all kinds of different things like that. So it's a it's a it's been around since 2007 is when I founded the site, uh, Clausnet.com, and we have about uh, I would say well we have ten about 10,000 registered members. Um, we have um, a, probably maybe when you include the folks that just visit the site and don't bother registering for the site. There's some free areas of the site. Um, we probably have maybe, I would say maybe um, 11,000, 12,000 worldwide that visit the site. Wow. And what was your impetus to found ClauseNet? Like what happened that you were like, this needs to exist in the world? <laughs> uh, so uh, several years ago, uh, I my wife thought it would be a, a kind of a cool idea to send me to Santa Claus school. Um, at that point, I had been Santa for probably uh, maybe 15, 20 years, and uh, I didn't think there was anything that I could learn from a Santa school at that point. Um, but my wife saw something about the Charles W. Howard Santa Claus School, which is the oldest in, um, the oldest running Santa Claus school. Uh, it was founded by Charles Howard, who was the very first uh, Macy Santa Claus. And there was something on TV about it, and she thought it would be a great Christmas gift. And I was like, eh, what am I going to learn from a school? Um, but I went, and um, I, the first thing that I um, experienced was the camaraderie. At that point, I had never met another Santa uh, before other than my grandfather, uh, who was Santa Claus for 62 years. And I had oh never met gosh. another Santa wow. Yeah, this is the there, family there's a, line. There's a whole Love podcast in, uh, about him that we could talk about. Um, but, um, yeah, he was the only Santa I ever known. I never went to a mall or anything like that. Um, so when I went to the school, I met about 150 other Santa helpers, Santa ambassadors, Santa uh, portrayers at the school. And uh, the camaraderie that I felt was what was – what I wanted to try to bring back. So when the school was over after a three day class, we all went back to our, our homes and, you know, we kept in contact through email, but there wasn't, there was, it was missing something. 
And uh, I, I had already belonged to uh, something called a Yahoo group. I don't even think they exist anymore. Um, but they were like group pages on Yahoo, uh, similar to what Facebook now has, Facebook groups. Um, but it was, again, it was just kind of an email kind of process. There was no ability to uh, interact with with other members and connect the way that we can on ClauseNet. So being a, a geek and kind of a software guy, um, I built an online forum. It started off as an online forum, and then we built out all these other sections on ClauseNet. And it grew from there. And um, the uh, the response from all my Santa friends was uh, uh, almost viral in the sense that, uh, you know, I had known a handful of folks and they know folks and they know folks. And we're now um, a, a very large community that consists of Santas and Mrs. Clauses and elves and reindeer helpers um, and even, uh, you know, event um, folks that put on events and things like that for Christmas time. That was perfect. Um, I have so many questions about how people use the site, but I wanted to know when. So you said your your grandfather was Santa for sixty two years. Is that right? Yes, uh, my grandfather um, weren't a lot of Santas back in nineteen twenty seven, um, but <laughs> uh, he started portraying Santa in nineteen twenty seven. He was uh, um, an Irish immigrant or a son of an Irish immigrant, I guess, and um, not. Not very rich, uh, actually kind of on the poor side. And uh, he found out about a family that was even worse off than he was. They were living in an abandoned chicken coop. And um, he felt really bad for the family. And he went around town uh, asking for donations of you know simple things like bread and oranges and maybe some toys. And he, he kind of cobbled together a... Uh, a Santa Claus outfit, and he went to the family and delivered these gifts at the age of 19 in 1927. And uh, he had he did it ever since, and he did it for 62 years. He's in the Santa Claus Hall of Fame. Uh, he's one of the uh, inaugural um, inaugural inductees into the Santa Claus Hall of Fame. And um, I have letters from. Eleanor Roosevelt. I have letters, oh two letters from Pope John Paul II. Wow. I have letters from presidents um, to him, praising him for his uh, his work as Santa Claus. And throughout his career, he never took any money uh, for being wow. Santa. Wow. And I mean, that's an amazing story. And I think maybe we should link to that other podcast episode, if you agree, Matt, in the show notes. Of course. So that people can learn more about your grandfather. But I wanted to know, when did you decide to become Santa? Well, that's a great story. And you actually. seems like you've got big Santa shoes to fill <laughs> with that family line. I do. Uh, I, I tell people this all the time. If I can be half the Santa that he was, um, uh, I've done my job. I, uh, so my, my first experience in the suit was uh, at age eight, believe it or not. So um, at the time, you know, I didn't know that my grandfather was Santa and um, but everyone in the town did. He was he was well known throughout Rhode Island and southern New England uh, for his work as Santa. And um, so when I was in the third grade, I was age eight. They asked me to be we had a Christmas play and they asked me to play Santa. And at the time. I thought, oh, it's just because I had the biggest belly or something. <laughs> it wasn't because I had a beard. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm assuming they thought it would be kind of cool to have, you know, the grandson of Jim Riley um, be Santa in this play. And the day of the play, I, I have vivid memories of my grandfather being there, um, getting my hair ready and gluing on these very itchy um, whiskers onto my chin and my suit consisted of a red snow suit and my mom's um, dress belt and I had my cowboy boots on and but what I remember um, particularly is uh, my grandfather uh, giving me little tips on how I should enter the room and how it's not ho 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 it's <laughs> I don't know how that sounded on an That's animal. so cute <laughs> <laughs> but, but it sounded better than ho ho ho, and uh, but the other thing was that there were reporters there. There were wow. people like taking pictures, and uh, I thought, wow, this is cool, right? So I'm being taken pic by what I learned later on is they were doing a story on 
like grandfather, like grandson. So after that play, you know, I played Santa, uh, just like dressing up, you know, as Superman and um, playing, uh, you know, cops and robbers and army. And that was just one other thing that I would put on and, and play. Um, but what kind of started me on the road to uh, fill those boots, as you say, my mom um, worked as a, a nurse at uh, the Rhode Island Veterans Home, which is a, uh, it's essentially a nursing home for veterans. And she was there for 30 years. And um, she, when I was around was probably 13, maybe 12, but uh, definitely I remember early teens, uh, my mom wanted me to come in and um, play Santa for the residents there. And I, you know, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, I was like, Mom, uh, they're, they're going to know I'm not Santa. I mean, I'll look ridiculous. I'm a kid. <laughs> and I remember my mother saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, they don't have anyone. They don't have any family. They don't, there's no one visiting these people. And you will you will make their day by coming in. And I, I still very reluctant to doing it, but I did do it. Uh, mostly because Catholic guilt, my mother made me do it. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, I can remember uh, going into the first room and, uh, you know, somebody's sitting there that just staring into space. And I come into the room, this kid dressed as Santa, clearly not Santa. Um, and their eyes just light up and a huge smile on their face. And they, they say, Santa. And it, that's when I was hooked, I guess, is that um, to, br to be able to bring uh, that joy to someone, it, it's, there's no other feeling like it. Um, the, the thing that I, is, strikes me is that the image of Santa is instantly recognizable. And these folks that are in their 80s and 90s, they have a vision and they have uh, these memories of Santa Claus um, that, that go all the way back to their childhood. They may not remember you know, when they got their last pill or even who came in to visit them, but when I walk through the door and they instantly recognize Santa Claus, that's very powerful. So how many years now have you been portraying Santa? Well, I'm 56 and okay. I started when I was eight. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. And before we get back to Closnet community, I was just curious, has being Santa taken you anywhere unexpected along the way? Any events? Have you met any like presidents or anything like that along the way? Uh, well, I do actually just, this is so funny. Uh, I just did a party for Thai law. Now, uh, I don't know if you know who he is, but I certainly did not know who he is. I'm not a, I don't know anything about sports. I'm just a geek. I got a request the other day uh, from someone and said, hey, uh, we would like to have Santa Claus at Ty Law's birthday. And uh, I said, okay. So I did a Google search and, oh, it's, <laughs> it's a famous football player. Oh. So it's probably about the most famous person I've met uh, as Santa, oh. but I've gotten to do a lot of very cool things. Mm -hmm. Riding on fire trucks is always cool, but <laughs> arriving by helicopter is also fun. And uh, I've I've uh, I've arrived by uh, amphibious vehicle, come across the bay, and then come up onto the shore. And Santa's oh. there. I've been on Coast Guard cutter and uh. kind of things like that. That's kind of fun. No jetpacks yet. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Not yet. It's coming soon. So let's get back to Clausnet. How are these Santas and Miss, Mrs. Clauses and Elves? How are they using this resource? First of all, we have a we have a lot of folks that don't know how to be Santa. Don't know how to answer the difficult questions. Um, don't know that you know. For those folks that um, apply their beards or put on beards. Um, how do you style your beard? How do you put them on? Uh, how do you whiten your eyebrows? Uh, how do you make yourself fatter than you look? Um, so <laughs> there's, in some cases, some of us, we already know how to do that. That's cookies. 
But <laughs> um, so there's a uh, closet net's made up of a bunch of different things, and um, a big part of it is, uh, as I mentioned, the discussions. And we have a whole section, what we call the answers from the big chair, and those are uh, exactly kind of like what you would be asking. What happens if someone asks me uh, how how do the reindeer fly, or what is your best answer for um, you know how old are you? Uh, so we have a whole section for best answers uh, there. And the, the members, um, the more seasoned ones, help the, the newbies. And newbies will spend a lot of time in those uh, discussion forums looking for the best answers and things like that. Believe it or not, it's pretty scary when you're first put on the suit and you're in front of all these kids. People are, like, terrified. Oh, my God, what if I mess up? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other sections on ClawsNet where tutorials – so we have things like um, hair care uh, for real bearded Santas and for what we call traditional Santas, uh, where they put on their, you know, where they apply their beards. Health, uh, you know, diet, uh, crafts, prop making, recipes. We discuss the latest news. We discuss uh, movies and entertainment. Uh, so, I mean, folks come there for answers. And not just to get the answers, but also to participate and provide answers to other Santas. Uh, going back to my story about about the school, that's what the school is about: is is sharing information, and and that's what we do. We help other our fellow members in red um, to be better Santas and Mrs. Clauses. What are some of the best tips or answers that you've seen posted? Where you're like, oh man. I'm- I don't even know that my grandfather thought of that. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's actually anything he never thought of, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you that um, the best thing that uh, tip that I will tell any Santa is that um, don't don't try to be everything. Uh, just be Santa is what we say. Just be Santa. Um, use your memories of Santa, whether it um, is your childhood memories. Uh, hopefully they're positive memories of Santa, um, but you know cartoons and the movies, and and just just be there for the child and listen to what they um, have to say, and it'll come through. Uh, people get too worked up of, well, what if I say this or what if I say that or uh, if I say the wrong thing. You can't ever really say the wrong thing, um, as long as you're there for them, as long as you listen. And uh, and just be there for them. You're, it's going to come through. I had a related question that we talked a little bit about at the top of the show. I have young kids, and we often see uh, visit Santa performers. And I'm often struck by how very quiet and and um, reserved most of them are because. In my head, I, I, I go, you know, I see the movies and I see the cartoons, and I'm expecting, oh, 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 and I'm expecting this big, huge performance. And really, it's just like Santa's there, Mrs. Claus is there. They get up, and there's a lot of, you know, there's quiet talking yeah. and whispering. So I wanted to ask you, you know, as a performer and knowing other performers, like, is it subdued because it's exhausting, or is it, or are people not comfortable with doing that, going all the way? Nope. So that's an excellent question. So, and that's actually one of the things that I. Um, so I do a lot of mentoring with other Santas, uh, and that's one of the things that I um, try to get across is that you're not ho 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 and loud all the time. You're not animated all the time. There, mm-hmm. you have to be observant of what's going on uh, with the child and even with the with the the group. So if you're if you're in a situation where you have a child and the child is hesitant to come up to you, then the last thing you want to do is be really loud and and boisterous and you know waving your arms. Uh, I, and I change my voice um, very often uh, depending on the situation. I very lots of times I will get to a point where I'm whispering um, and not even in my quote unquote Santa voice, but just kind of my my soft voice and i if i have enough time i can actually get every child to come over to me even the ones that are afraid uh, the folks that actually screw it up believe it or not mm-hmm. are the parents and the grandparents because <laughs> no it's true they're off to the side <laughs> screaming get over there or santa's gonna be mad at you no. yeah. uh, it's like that's the worst thing you can oh, do boy. and yeah. and then when one child starts oh. crying 
then the other one said, oh my God, there's something going on over there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Chain reaction? Yeah, absolutely. If uh, I can get the parents out of the room, that would be the best thing. <laughs> uh, I can always get a child to come over to me uh, if I have enough time. But unfortunately, and I've never been in a mall, but I, I understand how a mall situation works. Uh, they only have like a minute um, to get the child on the lap, take a picture and go. And I think that's why you're seeing less and less Santas at malls because that's just not a thing anymore. It's very hard to do that, um, to be a Santa and to, to be Santa for the child and even for the parents because as Santa, you're creating memories, not just for the child, but for the parents and the grandparents. And, you know, some parents, they think it's funny to see the kids screaming and crying and hysterical and red face. Uh, I don't. I mean, yeah. I would rather have the child have a pleasant memory. Um, and if I can have enough time with the child, I can I can get that across. We can have a really good time uh, talking. And the thing about me, mm -hmm. I mentioned a couple times I'm a geek. That's actually helped me as Santa because I know toys. I know cartoons. I know, you know, <laughs> to some extent, pop culture. But uh, the things that the little kids like, uh, I totally get it. And uh, I can talk with them about it. So when a kid asks me, you know, they want um, an LOL doll, I know what they're talking about. I can even talk about accessories. Uh. When, they, when they ask, you know, when they say, well, I want, uh, I want Star Wars – well, who do you want? Do you know what you want an action figure? Do you want R2D2? Um, you know, I know these movies and toys and cartoons, so it's easier for me than maybe some other folks. Do you have a favorite story about like the cutest thing a kid has done? I'm sure you have a ton of them, but do, do any come to I, mind right away? Yeah, um, actually my daughter, which is kind of a fun story. I uh, get this a lot and it's probably one of my best cute stories. Um, so. Uh, my daughter was really good one year, and she wanted an American Girl doll. Uh, this was a long time. This is when she was little. She was probably maybe six. And uh, so I went into her room. I actually was out um, Christmas Eve uh, as Santa at a gig. And uh, I came in around midnight. She was already in bed. And uh, I wanted to give her this doll from Santa. So I went into her room and uh, tried shaking her, waking her up. She's sound sleeper. I could not wake her up. So I literally had to kick the bed really hard to, to wake her up. And she was still, still kind of groggy. She looked at me and she said, Santa? And I said, well, hello, Megan. Um, you know, you've been such a good girl this year. And I just wanted to, to give you this doll personally and tell you how proud I am of you and to keep up the good work. And you're doing so good. And, uh, she took the doll and she's still kind of sleep. I don't even know. Maybe she would never even woke up, but she took the doll and she hugged it and she said, thank you, Santa. And she kind of rolled over and went back to sleep. And I just kind of sat there for a little bit thinking, well, this is kind of odd. Oh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll start to leave. And I start to leave out the room and she, she jumps out of bed, Santa. And I turn around and I say, yes, Megan, don't turn the light off. <laughs> don't turn the light off <laughs> yeah she, she wanted the light on so, oh, so sweet. <laughs> she was just waiting for you to mosey away <laughs> yeah so that, uh, that's the one thing i remember i like to remind her of that story <laughs> so at what point did you tell your kids not only is santa not real but i'm santa and never, i run a forum never. for santas um i actually never told my kids that i there is no santa mm -hmm. Um, both of my kids, I have my son is 26 and my daughter is 21. Um, both of them got to age 11 and did not know it was me. Wow. <laughs> they sat on my knee. Um, I tried to go to as many events where there was a Santa. I tried to be the Santa at as many events um, that they were at as possible. Um, and uh, they never knew it was me. My, I changed my voice. I, I changed everything. To me, this is an acting job. And I have a little bit of an acting background. Um, I do a lot of public speaking. Uh, unlike some Santas, you know, they they have a beard and they're fat and, you know, they're Santa. Um, but I have, I, I, I use all those skills to portray Santa. So when I speak, I speak differently. Uh, my, my, uh, I, animate my arms differently than I would if I was just speaking as myself. Um, I even walk differently. 
and um, and I even even when I change my voice, I, I try to put a little bit of an accent in the voice, and uh, my kids never knew it was me. Um, it, but when I had to tell them that I was Santa Helper, uh, that's a pretty interesting story. So uh, my son, I sat down with him, and I, I at one point when he was 11 or 12, um, I, I let him know that I was one of Santa's helpers. And um, when his sister started becoming, uh, started suspecting that Santa might be dad. In fact, one day she said, Santa, uh, Dad, Santa has your eyes. <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, you know, honey, I think Santa has every daddy's eyes. Oh. So, but um, she was persistent in trying to prove that I was Santa. <laughs> so... She actually went around um, to all our family members with a little scratch pad, and she interviewed all of us. <laughs> and I never see Dad and Santa in the same place. And uh, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, detective. yeah. She was funny. So I said, well, I'm going to – I got to do something uh, to keep this going. So what I did was I have a friend <laughs> who was an artist, and I had him um, make me – a letter from Santa Claus. So it's a, it's actually a, it's a piece of art. It's beautiful. It's hand calligraphied. Um, it's a very long, very big document. Um, it looks very old. It smells very old. Uh, and it's a letter to, to Michael dated 1971, which is when I first portrayed Santa Claus at age eight. And it says in the letter that, um, as you know, this time of year, um, I'm very busy and I can't be at all places all the time. And I look for, um, for men and women who can help me, uh, and can portray me in a faithful, traditional manner. And I look for those that have true Christmas spirit in their heart. And I would be, I'm, I'm just, this isn't verbatim. I'm just telling you what the document, and I would be honored if you could be one of my Santa ambassadors. So I had this document made, and uh, the Christmas Eve that I knew she was just not believing anymore, I said, Megan, I, your brother and I have to show you something. So I, I rolled out this document, and I let her read it. And I watched her eyes just grow. Uh, it was amazing. And just uh, her jaw just dropped. And at the time, I had a job where I was flying all over the world um, in high tech. I was just constantly traveling. So my daughter, the first thing she said was, so dad, when you go on these trips, are you going to the North Pole to talk to Santa? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. So, <laughs> yep. um, so that was how I let her know that I'm one of Santa's ambassadors. And she thought that was the coolest thing. And I said, well, here's the, here's the thing, Meg. Um, you know, you have to keep this a secret. You can't go and tell all your friends because some still believe and, you know, some are, they don't believe in Santa anymore. And you have to keep this a secret. And this is between us and your family. And um, this is a, a big thing. And I need you to be, I need you to be a big girl about this and do this. And she thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, but just to make sure that she goes into therapy, um, <laughs> I, tie, I, I took one of my uh, Santa buttons and um, I tied it to her stocking. So Christmas morning, when she took her stocking down, the button fell down onto the floor and the button just happened to look exactly like the wax seal that was on <laughs> the letter from Santa. So she still got that in her room. Wow. <laughs> now, the cool thing about that story is I have um, uh, two brothers and they have children and they're younger than my my kids. So we made we made it a tradition. So when their cousin Michaela uh, was starting to think that their uncle Mike was Santa at all these things, uh, we did the same thing. So on Christmas Eve, we rolled out the letter and uh, and then I had my daughter and my son. I said, Michaela, this is this is a, a secret that um, that we want you to be part of. And she just thought it was the coolest thing. And then I did it with my two nephews after that. Um, I don't have, I don't, now I'm going to have to wait for grandchildren at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I, I don't have to reiterate this, but like, I just want to say how masterful this is of like kids who are having doubts. You don't 
you don't break down and say you you, you trick, trick them again trick and kids are so like it's eh, i'm not saying anything like amazing here like kids are gullible or they're that they're you say like okay th- okay i'm gonna come clean with you here's the real secret and it's like whoa you're not santa but santa's totally still real. it's like that we're gonna have to do we, we we do things with our kids with our with my daughter now that are I, I'm taking notes, is what I'm saying, because we're going to need to. We're going to need to uh, well, do this. Pull this is, The sad thing is, um, you know, there's a time in a child's life when everything is magical, right? And uh, they exist in a world where there are magical beings, and um, you know, it's the imagination. And at some point, um, you kind of start to lose that. And those that don't create podcasts and do creative <laughs> things, right? Um, some hold on to that imagination, some hold on to that creativity. Um, but it's, it's kind of sad that, um, you know, we, we start to lose some of that as we get older. Well, this was just the most delightful interview and so lovely. I feel very welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're very <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much, Michael. This has been so wonderful to hear about your portrayal of Santa Claus. Oh, thank you. He was so inclusive and lovely and just, uh, I mean, I am Jewish, but I'm like feeling the Christmas spirit. Like he was the, he was the Christmas spirit. I mean, just like so kind, you know, Mm -hmm. and just wanting to make these positive childhood memories. I didn't really put together before this episode that there would be such a community around it. And also that you might go to school for it, that there's training. It's a tradition that's passed down. It's in his family. Totally. Um, It's kind of a beautiful thread throughout history of of hopefully, you know, goodness, people being good. (laughs) What I really took for granted is like, yeah, these are, I assume, formative memories for (laughs) y'all. But actually, to be uh, to be honest, it really reminded me of my time at Disney. And um, yeah, totally. Yeah, specifically. That's perfect. So I used to volunteer at the Give Kids the World Village. There's this village near Disney. And I forget the details now what the affiliation is. But it's it's, you know, for terminally ill kids, one of the number one wishes is to go to Disney World. So there's this village and it has, you know, the houses look like they're made out of candy. There's ice cream every day. It's this amazing little village that they've created for these terminally ill kids. And I would go and volunteer there. And it really was like pretty amazing to talk to these kids who it was so sad, but they're so happy because they're there for this trip. And I would be able to say things to them. Like, you know, do you want to meet Pocahontas? You know what I mean? Because I, I could call her. Like, you know totally. what I mean? Like, and they, and, I mean, are, and just... are you like, what's your role there? Because so are I you a princess? Disney, or... but I worked at Disney, but I, worked, I was in a dinner theater show. So I was uh, not oh, a yeah, princess. Yeah. I was a dinner theater show. Okay. But I started meeting some of the princesses. And so it was actually pretty amazing. Like there was this one time where this little kid told me like all she wanted to do was like meet Belle. And I was friends with Gaston, who was a lovely gay man who was dating <laughs> Aladdin. And uh, <laughs> but I had this amazing experience. Experience of being like, you want to meet Belle? I'm going to make that happen for you. You know yeah, what I mean? Awesome. It's the like, facilitator, it was... like you are the coolest. Yeah. But but it really re- his story really reminded me of that, right? That you're like really totally. making these really important memories, and it's so and how you know it seems silly and ridiculous, but how important it is for it to be a really positive, incredible experience. And sometimes when we in our dinner theater show too, we we would know when those kids were in the audience, and we'd bring them on stage and. Mm-hmm. You know, and anyway, it's just, it's so wonderful that he like takes it so seriously. I loved his response to your question too, Matt, that you asked us before he came on about the, you know, the uh, being a gregarious Santa versus really subdued. That's a good word. Yes. Yeah. But it sounds like uh, for him, at least it sounds like it's more about connecting with the kid and that might mean speaking quietly, getting on their level. Totally. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also that like, okay, like Santa is a person and people don't like belly laugh all the time they only laugh when things are funny so like just be a be a normal guy who is like you know talking to kids like it it, it all clicked be a it normal guy sense. who happens to be wearing a santa suit and a beard <laughs> you know <laughs> no big deal but, well, but i also yeah. just yeah no sorry I, I just love that like you know your parent you know your dad but the but but you also understand that Santa is real. And so the minute the beard goes on, your kid brain is like, obviously this is Santa. Like, 
I, mm-hmm. it's, there's not even a thought in your mind. And, and the whole like kids really believe it's Belle at Disney World, that's like amazing and logical. And like I've had the joy of seeing like Sesame Street Muppets interacting with children. And it's like the puppeteer is right there. The puppeteer is standing right in front of the kid. And the kid's like, nope, I'm talking to Grover. Right Stupid now. kids. And it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing the power of like creativity and imagination and performance that goes into that stuff. And and I never thought of Santa in that category, but it totally is. Yeah. And it's so cool. You guys are making me excited for my Christmas Disney trip. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be the perfect mix of everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, We would like to know your Santa memories, stories. As always, you can tweet at us. I'm at June Bugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. Email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com and or call us and leave us a voicemail. You know that's our favorite. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And as Matt keeps reminding us the last few Don't episodes, forget. you can also text us at that number. So if you you know would not like to leave a voicemail for some reason, text us. Um, and last but not least, Ali, if they want to contribute to Two Girls, One Podcast, how do they do it? In the spirit of the holidays, if you'd like to make a generous contribution, you can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and there are perks at every level. All right, boys and girls, please be nice, not naughty, because we learned how hard it is to actually get back on that nice list (laughs) today. Um, And have some happy holidays and we'll see you next week. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg then wrapped in a small box, which is then wrapped in a medium-sized box, which in turn is wrapped in a large box. I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. From everyone here at 2G1P, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And while we're at it, a Happy New Year. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.